0: Hey friends, buckle up for a new episode of the Seller's Journey podcast with Yuvaro CEO, Joseph Fung. Our next guest, Tanprey Danand, has seen his career take him around the world. From India to the United States, to his new home in Canada, where he landed at Citylytics, and hear this, hit 200% a quota for his first six consecutive quarters. Newly promoted to senior BDR, and full of tips and insights, I cannot wait to dig into this interview. I hope you enjoy. Tanpreet, thank you so much for joining us. This is gonna be so much fun. It's so good to catch up. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. You've got such a delightful journey. We were just chatting before we started recording about how it's been a bit of a 360. Um, Your journey, I love so much because there's been so much change. There's been big events. You've learned so much. But to kind of anchor where we are right now, um, you've got a pretty wicked role at a fun company. Can you help our audience? What are you doing and what does the company do?
1: Yeah. So I think um, obviously my journey started uh, as an internal reference uh, from URO um, when I completed my course and I joined Waterhub back then, which is now City Linux. So I've uh, obviously, uh, I started as a BDR and uh, I have uh, jumped a couple of uh, you know uh, positions to now um, be a BDR team lead, um, and 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 you know now obviously uh, uh, managing uh, new BDRs, and then I would be probably owning the whole um, sales enablement or you know sales operations sort of a, um, a role on the BD side uh, for my company in the future. So it's pretty exciting for me to you know obviously be in 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 a position which um, started with URO and now. Be in a situation where I'm actually leading uh, a team. Um, but as a company, I would say, you know obviously we we do market intelligence. it's 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 an amazing place to be. Um, uh, you know we, we analyze public data to to predict what kind of uh, you know projects are going to come up in the future uh, which is which is an amazing thing uh, it's always it, it excites me you know how ai and machine learning and you know so many new technologies are able to do so much uh, uh, stuff um, and it's an exciting place to be actually we are changing how people live and how our infrastructure is going to look like in the future so um,
0: great place to be and- You've had a heck of a journey. Uh, before getting into tech sales, you started off in transportation tech. You were with Uber in a very different role. You know, I'd love to to reflect back. If you go rewind the clock all the way to that earliest role, um, where was it? And and what do you think was a big takeaway you had from that starting experience? Like, what was that job like?
1: Right. Um, so I think yes. I I straight out of college, I started working uh, as an intern with Uber, and then you know I. I got promoted and uh, um, became an operations coordinator. So my past few few years, I would say, uh, before I came into sales, I was uh, very focused towards operations. Um, I also even got like a post-grad in supply chain because I thought, you know, I would be really great in operations. But um, I would say the journey was really nice. Uh, it really taught me the hustle. Operations is all about hustling as well. It's about, you know, doing a monotonous job, Sales is also monotonous, you know. It's it's the same thing again and again uh, until you succeed. So um, I think operations is the same, and um, uh, but um, I think sales is more rewarding, uh, although. But um, I, I I really feel that um, it really taught me um, how to be you know consistent and how to be persistent, um, and I think that those are the big takeaways I, I bring in um, uh, to do what I am today.
0: And your first selling opportunity was before Rivaro. How how did that come to be? Like, what was the situation there? What was it like? And would know, you take away from that?
1: Yeah, I was actually. I it was it happened to me very unknowingly. Um, I obviously joined as an operations manager uh, for a company which used to make electric trucks. So my role was to write bids. So we used to actually. Um, I, my, my role is very operational in terms of, okay, this company is interested in applying for an electric grant. Now I need to figure out all the operation stuff and make sure that, you know, everything is happening smoothly. Uh, but, uh, because we were such a small company, uh, one day my manager asked me that, Hey, would you, would like to make some calls or, you know, would you like to send some cold emails to actually reach out to new clients. And to be honest, for me, I don't know if it, if there was an option, but, I, I, I thought it would be an exciting thing to do. Um, I was very unorganized, to be honest. I didn't know what an ICP was. I didn't know what what uh, how to really even prospect. I didn't know anything. Um, there was no structure to me reaching out. I used to send the same email, same copy paste email to every single prospect. Um, it it was. It was just a task, I would say. It was not a job. It was a part of the job. So I didn't really, and I, I didn't even really know what to do. So uh, you know, it was a pretty, pretty. I, I, when I look back, I don't know if I. It was. It, I was doing a <laughs> job, <laughs> but, but this is the salesperson me who's saying that right now. Uh, but um, maybe in my head, I was doing a great job that time.
0: <laughs> I, I think that's all of us. I think back to my first pitches and the first times that I I sold or, or raised money. It's like it's embarrassing. Thinking back to those now. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I think that's human. That's part of the process. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, off the side of the desk, they go, okay, would you like to make some calls? And, and I mean, selling is like the toughest role in the company. And they're saying, hey, do you want to do this on the side? Um, I, I'd love to hear, the like, take away, like, what you said, what went badly. Like, you think that you're sending the same emails, uh, that, you know, you weren't really pleased with the work, but what worked well? Like, what did you learn from this? What did you take away from doing that?
1: I, to be honest, it. Um, I had a couple of conversations, and I, I felt that you know this is something, which obviously I think what went well was majorly my 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 approaching skills. I didn't mm-hmm. even know how to approach people. It was very new for me, like how to even be in front of people. You know, I never had a customer-facing job. Sales, is, like operations, is all about being internal. You're just between your, your team. Uh, so I think the biggest takeaway would be of how to be actually in front of people. We used to attend a lot of trade shows, a lot of expos, uh, where I had to make some cold pitches. So just being customer, customer, um, uh, you know, in in front of customers, it really helped me um, gain that confidence in myself that hey, you know, you, you can talk to people, uh, which I think is the biggest takeaway. Uh,
0: the confidence is huge. That's a big that's a big thing. Um, now, I want to kind of keep the clock winding forward. So, when I reflect on you joining Uvaro, I remember you had a ton of change. You were changing country, you were changing career, you were changing industry. Can you walk us through the timeline? Like, you know, what was going on in your life, and how did you come across Uvaro and, and choose this direction?
1: Absolutely. I think, uh, um, I don't know if many people know this, but um, two years back, before even I joined Uvaro, I was. Stuck in a very unstable immigrant environment where I, I knew I was capable of doing a lot of things but I was just very restrictive by, by the kind of environment I was in where I couldn't even you know uh, flourish um, and couldn't even explore new opportunities because I was restricted um, and I think um, when I had to plan to move to Canada and you know obviously Canada was so welcoming the pandemic hit so for me uh, that transition of learning and and the, and a country actually enabling me to to be at my full potential is is just amazing in my head, and I think that's something which uh, which should be highlighted in this process that first of all, you're getting an opportunity to be in a country where you're more stable, you're able to use your full potential and look at me today. I've had two promotions in the last two years, and also. Companies like URO, which are actually enabling and creating that path for, for new people to, to actually transition, right? It's 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 more to do with how do you actually enter a job market. For me, I didn't know anything about Canada. I didn't know anything about about uh, Canada's job market. I just knew that, okay, I want to be in sales, I want to be customer you know, in front of customers and I want to sell. But how do I do it? Right. It's it, it was such a smooth journey because of uh, obviously URO and and somewhere I feel I was also very consistent and I was also very um, persistent in, in terms of uh, what my goals were. I, I had thought through my, my, my journey at URO and what I want to actually get out of it, which I think is very important before you even join um, a course like that. Uh, so I think that's, that's something which, uh, which really helped me, me being very focused and, and then people helping me uh, in that process. So...
0: I, I love that recommendation. So many people are, they join Yuvaro or another program in an exploratory state of mind. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I'm going to go learning. You came in with these really specific goals. And I don't know if you remember what you were thinking then, but if you could try and think back, how would you describe those goals you had for, for the program in your time?
1: Right. And I, I think for me, I was in a pandemic I was obviously looking out for jobs. I was not looking to to do a course. Um, but I think obviously not not a lot of companies were hiring. I, I remember, you know, obviously doing like hundreds of applications and probably one or two companies getting back to me. If that also was negative. But coming back to the point of, you know, how I made up my mind was I think I spoke. I spoke to people, and I, I. It was not. I think when people come into courses like are or any other companies, is obviously going to help them uh, get some knowledge. For them, I think they're thinking about an end goal of of uh, getting a job, which I don't think is 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 the whole motive. There should be a motive of learning. Getting a job will just happen. I, I feel it's it's a it's an after effect of of what effort you're going to put in. To achieve that uh, fruit you know so in my head I was like I am free I don't really have a lot on my plate right now let's probably get some knowledge and if I actually get a job out of this why not you know or it will I will actually spend some time productively so I really feel that people should be very focused in terms of okay where your skill set is at right now do you think actually getting expert opinion or expert knowledge is going to help you level up. And do you actually have that, you know, that, that confidence in yourself or, or the, uh, you know, the confidence to actually put that effort? Because that is, that is, I think the most important for me, like, I think I've noticed that in so many people, even in my batch from day one, I was trying to put that effort from my side as well, because I, I really believe that no one can help you until you can help yourself. And when you start helping yourself, you'll, you'll attract people to help you. And I think that's what happened for me. People were getting attracted to me because I was putting that effort. And because they, they, they also want you know, people who are putting, putting efforts to be successful. Um, and I think that's, that's, I think, really important uh, for you to really show that you are capable of it. And I think until today, that, that works for me, that, that I put the effort.
0: So I mean, the the effort uh, also showed up in the the outcomes. I mean, yeah, exactly. your time in the program was so so powerful. I remember how your your cohort spoke so highly of your impact. Uh, you won the demo day competition. Like it, hats off to you. Yeah, um, but you said the job was like a bit of a side effect. You know, you weren't sure how it was gonna get there. Uh, CityLytics is a really cool company how does it compare uh to what you imagined you might end up doing like we we all have these dreams of like what where we're going to work what's it going to be like how would you compare that vague dream with where you ended up at citylytics because i mean it never matches perfectly i'd love to hear what what fit what didn't
1: yeah i i think uh there are a couple of things one i obviously wanted to be in tech um citylytics was uh referred to me obviously internally through through URO, um, obviously by Donna, and um, to be honest, I had built so much trust in in people at URO that for me, getting that foot into the door was was really important at that point, and I did it. Um, but when I entered the company, obviously I was on my own. URO was nowhere like you know. It, obviously there's support, but in the end, you are on your own when you're when you're joining a company. I think what I loved the most was. Um, the culture, the culture to really thrive. If you're putting in the effort, again, it's very similar to you are. If you're putting in the effort, you're going to get the reward. If you're, uh, there is no bias in terms of where you come from, how much sales knowledge do you have. If it's it's like, you know, you, you just do your job and you're doing it, doing it consistently, you're showing persistence, you're going to get the reward. And I think that's the major Thing which which I, I I think I've lacked in a lot of previous companies I've worked in, um, the the ability to to you know just highlight and showcase what you do and actually getting rewarded for it, I think that's one thing. And also, the product I I really feel our market is doesn't have a product like ours. It's 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 so whenever I talk to customers, they need it. So for me. Why would I leave something, or why would I not be encouraged to to invest more in it when I know that there is there is a need of this product in this market, and our market just keeps increasing? And I'm talking to all these big companies every single day, like EVP level, EVP level employees, and my confidence is just like you know through the roof. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's um, it's exciting. It's exciting that uh, I don't get bored uh, with, with with my job, and I yeah, this is thing that keeps me going.
0: So that's, that's a nice segue. I want to, you spoke earlier about how you had two promotions in the first couple of years. I've already kind of cracked open, you know, you did really well. You won the demo day competition, um, you know, you're a very humble person. So I want to give you that chance to brag a little bit. I remember right after you landed your role, you had a couple of remarkable milestones from like quota and growth and not, not asking you to disclose anything confidential to the company, but can you share a bit more about your accomplishments? Cause it stands out and would love to share a bit about what you accomplish.
1: Yeah, I think, um, it's a very interesting story. um, um where i think i would i would like to start with my low and then go to my high okay, uh, okay. because low is where like you know people want to know that no like you know people start dragging about themselves but first or first week of me at, at my company um i had a few you know practice sessions with my team of, of actually doing goal calls i was <sighs> i have to say <laughs> i i it plainly it's like yeah, yeah okay. it, no, it was like it, for me, like I did a couple of calls, I lacked confidence so much. Wow. Uh, I there was I think first week my manager was like, I'm scared, you know, like we obviously you know. Wow. So it, it's it's uh, it was from there to me one and a half month later, hitting two hundred and fifty percent of my quota. And I think the only thing which mattered to me was that I obviously, I think it was pretty normal that hitting that low was so normal for me, because I didn't know, obviously, like I've never done cold calls before, you know, like Mm -hmm. in my previous company, I was just sending emails. I said, like you know, I'm just sending the same email all the time. So when I, when I was able to crack that, and I think it was a journey where it used to keep me awake in the night of, you know, hey, how can I use my knowledge, which I have gained at UARTO, to actually actually implement it in real life now? Because learning something and implementing something is a totally different ballgame. Um, and I think what worked for me was that I stick, I stick to the basics of, you know, what structure do I need to bring in? And that is shared by UARTO, right? Like, this is a structure you need to follow. But I changed it according to what the company needed. And it was not... Our company is not a typical SaaS company. And I think that's what I changed in my head that hey, I need to change my approach to what this industry needs. And I was able to crack that in one week. And then there was no looking back since then. Since then, I would say it's been eighteen months and I have I have never hit less than two hundred percent quota in my in my company.
0: I've one second, let me let me repeat months. this. <laughs> It's been eighteen months of being over two hundred percent of quota. Yes. Did I hear that right?
1: Yes, I think there, there would be a couple of months, probably December. I, I would have gone down, but that's just because we'd be working only fifteen days or twenty days of the month. So, oh um,
0: uh, yeah, it's a time <laughs> off. Does that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I've seen, I've seen a low, you know. It's, uh, so, but here I am, you know. Like it's, uh, it's exciting.
0: That's powerful. That's really powerful. You shared a bit about how you applied your lessons from Yuvaro to the role, and a little bit about, you know, just kind of resiliency in the role. We often hear from folks, that they start get, try to get into tech and they feel like they have no applicable experience, even though they've had multiple jobs. So I'd love to ask as you as you think back to your earlier work, maybe the, the role at Uber or the role in transportation logistics, mm-hmm. is there anything you would point to as something you learned there that you're able to apply now in your current role? like transferable knowledge?
1: Right. I think um, one thing when I used to work for Uber was I used to talk to a lot of driver partners. So I Mm -hmm. think there was a lot of problem solving happening um, at that level. Mm -hmm. It was a very consultative kind of job for me as well, because it was operations. You had to take care of the supply of of the city. And then people like drivers are facing problems. And, you know, like there's so many different things happening. And it it is a big problem in the whole, you know, last mile delivery sort of um, uh, algorithm that, you know, you you face a lot of operational challenges. Right. I think my, my ability to be calm, my ability to be very consultative of, of approach they should be choosing to actually be successful in, in what they're doing, right? Um, because I used to like... So uh, Uber is very different, first of all, let me give you a background. Uber is very different in North America and it's very different in India. The way Uber works in India is people don't know how to use phones. They don't know how... You need to teach them from ground zero of how to use a phone, how to use technology and how to actually start making money with companies like Uber. So for me, my journey was very, it started from the very scratch where I'm teaching, you know, people who don't even know anything about technology, how to use technology. So I think I became so patient in that process that it, it is so transferable to my sales career because I'm so patient right now Because i've dealt with the the people you you can't even believe like your, your 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 head will explode and from that from that you know to to coming to here where i am today i'm still dealing with i think very smart people but i have to be very patient because not everyone is going to be convinced of what i'm selling so i have to just keep doing it over and over again until i find success so i can I can find, I can, I can relate so much of me being so patient um, um, and learning that patience very early in my career uh, and it transfers right now, I think. Not just with, I would say not just with uh, my, my customers, even internally when I'm handing people in my team, um, it's so, you need so much patience. Everyone has such different way of thinking, everyone has a different way of dialogue. Just need to be very patient with with people and and you know uh, communicate things in the right way. Um,
0: yeah, I, I love that and the fact that you highlighted that kind of vague soft skill of patience, like as opposed to something technical or specific, that's so that's such a delight. Full circle. I mean, you're now in a role where you're training and developing new BDRs or for your team. What is it What does it feel like to you? What does it mean to you to now be in that role, developing others? I think um I, it's it's the next challenge to be honest like I,
1: I think uh, the biggest takeaway from from being in a position of actually training people is that you have so much confidence in yourself I know that I can achieve this you know and I can go next to what to where I want to be because you have confidence in yourself. when you're dealing with people, you need to transfer that. Uh, confidence that that ability to do the ability to actually achieve something um, and you and you can't expect that from everyone everyone will have different goals everyone has their own limits and I think that's the biggest learning that uh, don't expect everyone to be the same as you everyone has their own way of doing things and um, and that's what I al- always wanted to learn to be honest that's the biggest skill of actually how to manage people um, and, and bring out the value from, from a team, right? Um, but um, it's, it's, it's still a learning journey. To be honest, I don't know everything about it, but uh, I hope in the future I do. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, on that, getting the most out of folks, being patient, tailoring it. If, if you were speaking to a, a brand new sales rep, you know, they just taken on a job during the first couple of weeks, or, or maybe it's to yourself during that first week and a half, uh, and they're trying to develop their first cold calling plan. You know what? What advice would you have for that person in that situation? How would you help set them up for success?
1: I think uh, the most important thing is uh, to find your low. I, I would say, just because the more the more hammered they get, and the more, even if customer centric, right? You show them the real world. I think the, the if I if if I'm running a practice session with with the with a new bdr and uh, i would obviously highlight the positives but the the reality the the more they see the reality very early in the game the more they're going to be successful in the role because that that's what happened to me i saw the reality of being a bdr in my first week and then that just taught, taught me that okay <laughs> it's not a beautiful world out there you have to be tough you have to be you know looking at different angles to be successful. And I think that's what I, I would transfer most because, um, if they, if they know how to, if they know how to, if they're not scared to lose, they'll always be successful. So
0: I love that. We've covered a lot of territory, a little bit about where you've come from, how you navigated Yuvaro, how you've accomplished so much incredible success. I'd, I'd love to wrap up with kind of one last direction. Uh, and, You've shared a bit about how enthused you are about your current role, but I'd also love to know what are you working on next? I mean, the company is growing. You've got more responsibilities. You're trying to develop and grow. Where are you heading? Uh, what are you aiming at next?
1: To be honest, I really want to hone in on my pe- like, you know, public like, uh, skills in terms of managing people. Mm-hmm. While also being analytical, like you know, it, I think there is a big role in um, in sales ops or like you know, just sales enablement where um, it's not just about people management, but also the numbers, because in the end, it's all about numbers. I want to really be a guru in terms of knowing every single thing about how top of the funnel works and how how i how I can really have the best team we've ever seen in terms of, you know, outreach or, 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 reaching out. Like, you know, it's just, I want to be, I want to know everything about this world and, and actually be, um, you know, probably, I don't know, I I would love to be a VP or director of, uh, you know, um, um, I would say business development or, or just, you know, top of the funnel, um, someday. Uh, but that's what I, I, I'm aiming at right now. Like there, there is much more capability to me. I know that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to stop at a VP or whatever SVP level. It's obviously there's much more to me, but it's one day at a time. Right. And for me, that's, yeah. that's something that I want to reach at right now. So, um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a slow process from here. It's not like, you know, uh, it happens overnight, but I'm ready for it.
0: I, I can't wait to we're interviewing the, uh, the VP sales development. and It's going to be a blast. Um, <laughs> This would not be a sales podcast without the opportunity to pitch. So, would love a quick recruiting pitch from you to, to wrap things up. Your team is growing, so folks are listening in and they're trying to figure out where they want to go next for their sales career. Uh, what makes CityLytics your team like? What makes you guys the best place to work at? What would you point to? I think if you want to
1: want to work for a for a company which actually you know not just cares about numbers but actually cares about you, this is the place to be. We are a team who are, uh, you know, we are achieving targets every single day, but we also respect every single salesperson who comes into our team. And it's not just about being, being a BDR here. We have doubled our team in the last one year. There's so much growth. You can't even imagine what you're getting into. It's a rocket ship right now. And um, um, you've seen my journey. You could have a similar journey, to be honest. You just need to put the effort. And we're hiring for four BDRs. Uh, I don't know how many more would come in the next few months, but uh, it's really exciting time uh, for for you for us here at 3Delix, and I would I would join anyone. Like if you if you loved my journey, I think there are many more in this company uh, who have similar ones. So
0: love it! Thank you so much, uh, Tanpri. Thank you for your time. Thanks for sharing your story, and I can't wait to chat again soon. This has been a blast. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the Sellers Journey Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe for more episodes, connect with us on LinkedIn, and join the movement towards finding career success today!